This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, March 16th, 2016. I'm Caleb Brown. President Obama has named the person that he would like to see replace Antonin Scalia on the Supreme Court, Merrick Garland, the chief judge of the United States Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit. Contra Scalia, Garland is a defender of broad government power, and in particular, the police. So says Ilya Shapiro, editor of Cato's Supreme Court Review. Well, first of all, this is the most unusual Supreme Court vacancy nomination confirmation process, not just of my lifetime, but in modern times since uh, they started uh, having hearings and kind of the modern form of uh, the process. The Republicans have said, as we know from the beginning, that there would be no hearings, no votes, there will be no confirmation process such as it is until after the election. And so... It's almost like um, this nomination is a stillborn baby, almost in the sense that this political position might change. Merrick Garland himself, uh, in any other circumstance, would easily be confirmed. Uh, He's basically the best that Republicans, uh, from their perspective, can hope for from a Democratic president. And indeed, he was on the short list. Uh, the two previous vacancies under Barack Obama when uh, Justice Sotomayor and Kagan were selected and ultimately confirmed. Uh, and now, I guess, proving that uh, a couple of times a bridesmaid, eventually you do become a bride. Um, but here, uh, President Obama has picked um, a 63-year-old white male uh, who is, uh, by all accounts, the most moderate, still certainly to the left, still displeasing conservatives and libertarians in the same ways that uh, Justice Breyer or Kagan might, but not an ideological pick, not an otherwise controversial pick, not someone to excite any particular interest group, um, middle-aged Jewish gentleman perhaps, although that that uh, uh, demographic is probably in the bag already. Um, and so, you know, we can talk about Merrick Garland. Uh, luckily, I haven't had to read all of his opinions, 20 years worth of uh, FERC, uh, that's elect- Electrical Regulatory Commission uh, uh, opinions, uh, or the various other types of very dry technical cases that come through the D.C. Circuit. There's actually one case uh, that uh, he joined. I think he might have actually written the opinion. I don't recall. Uh, SpeechNow.org, which uh, freed up individuals to come together, pool their funds, and speak on political issues. Uh, Ed Crane, Cato's founder, is one of the plaintiffs in that case. I'm sure progressives are up in arms about that, but... uh, Uh, Go Judge Garland in that case. There's another case in which he took a position diametrically opposite uh, Cato's, uh, an Endangered Species Act case where there's this uh, a toad that clearly does not travel in interstate commerce. Uh, Actually, John Roberts, when he was on the D.C. Circuit, wrote one of his famous dissents from that opinion, which was ultimately... uh, Uh, I believe, reversed at the Supreme Court. Uh, But anyhow, um, not too much to go on uh, with uh, Judge Garland. Uh, Pretty deferential to administrative agencies, very deferential to law enforcement. So civil libertarians um, uh, would not like this selection. He's definitely not a moderate from that perspective. Other kind of more typical progressives might be better on some of those uh, uh, issues. Um, But he's kind of a a pro-government 
left-wing liberal, I guess, is a, is a good way of describing describing him. And temperamentally very moderate, uh, intellectually uh, a strong, uh, highly credentialed uh, background at the Justice Department in teaching and corporate law and other things like that, and almost 20 years on the D.C. Circuit. So kind of a uh, democratic uh, standard judge from corporate casting before you get into diversity or ideological issues. The White House tweeted out today that uh, that Merrick Garland would take no chance uh, allowing someone who murdered people to get off on a technicality. And I, I know that – I think I know what is meant by that, but these technicalities matter because we have rights. And it seems, seems just an odd statement to make and an odd perspective to view – uh, someone who should be taking these kinds of issues very, very ser- seriously. The White House is clearly going after the law and order conservative vote or perhaps the Trump vote. I'm not exactly sure. So this is another area where Judge Garland is opposite Justice Scalia. And Scalia was actually well known for letting criminals off on so-called technicalities, whether you're talking about the Fourth Amendment or the Sixth Amendment, Confrontation Clause, uh, Search and Seizure. Uh, Scalia was a great friend uh, of the criminal defense bar. I I know several liberal criminal defense attorneys who really like Justice Scalia. Right. Uh, Merrick Garland is not. He's a law and order uh, liberal or whatever you want to call it, kind of. Um, you know, when you're middle of the road, when you're practical and pragmatic, um, you don't always apply the original meaning of even provisions that have so-called uh, liberal outcomes. We would call them libertarian, of course. Uh, and so whether we're talking about uh, uh, administrative agencies or law enforcement, any type of government he is deferential to. And so therefore, he's a moderate in some senses, but from our, from Cato's perspective, he's certainly uh, uh, more, less libertarian than even uh, other more ideologically left candidates might have been. What the process will look like going forward just depends on how the politics uh, plays out. Uh, at, at this moment, uh, it doesn't seem like there will be any confirmation hearings for good or ill. Um, that could change uh, as the political winds blow. Stay tuned for that. Uh, but I think that part of the reason why President Obama chose Merrick Garland was to uh, try to throw political pressure on the Republicans or, you know, he earnestly said that he wanted to depoliticize the process. Ironically, by choosing a less ideological judge, he may have uh, ratcheted or at least changed the dynamic uh, of the political debate going forward. What about the fact that he comes from the D.C. Circuit? Of course, John Roberts came from the D.C. Circuit. Um, What do we know about it as a court uh, as compared with different circuits? Justice Ginsburg, Justice Thomas, and Justice Scalia all came from the D.C. Circuit. Uh, so there are it, – it's, it's seen as a stepping stone to the Supreme Court in, in many ways. I think future vacancies, there are other contenders that were mentioned also on the D.C. Circuit. What we know about it is people that spend time there gain expertise uh, and some would say are captured by uh, the law of the administrative state. Um, so it's perhaps uh, – 
uh, even less of a diversity pick in that sense, uh, in that where he could have, uh, the president could have gone with someone uh, from uh, a different geographic circuit, let alone a state court, let alone a, a politician or something like that. But here we have a, as I said, 63-year-old white male who's been a judge for 20 years. Oh, and by the way, went to Harvard Law School uh, like the rest of the uh, court who went to either Harvard or Yale. So um, this certainly does not energize uh, the Democratic base. There have already been some grumblings from certain uh, ideological uh, activist groups. Um, so there you go. Ilya Shapiro is a senior fellow in constitutional studies at the Cato Institute. Read more of his work at Cato.org.